Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining us today. On uh, It's exciting to have you here with us. We had an open, a uh, brand new open, a brand new close done, but unfortunately it has not uploaded yet. For some reason they're having technical difficulties, so uh, Mr. Barkley is... Uh, he did some great work for us this week. Unfortunately, you're not going to be able to hear it. But if you'd like, if if you because you've been good, here's the show open for Monday. Our new show open for Mondays. Challenging, thought provoking, insightful. This is the Ninja Pastor with the collision of faith in politics. Hosted by nationally known speaker, Reverend Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Not your typical reverend, Dr. Sean is a proud U.S. military veteran, former law enforcement officer, founder of the internationally regarded executive protection team. Through his riveting national speaking, this ninja pastor tells it like it is. This show is biblically and politically engaged in the battle to save our country with a pedal to the metal with today's edition of The Collision of Faith and Politics. So, buckle up. Here is your host, the author of the critically acclaimed book, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America, Dr. Sean, the Ninja Pastor, with today's show. Challenging, thought-provoking, insightful, this is the Ninja Pastor with Sunday's God in Country with Dr. Sean. Hosted by nationally known speaker, Reverend Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Not your typical reverend, Dr. Sean is a proud U.S. military veteran, former law enforcement officer, founder of the internationally regarded executive protection team. Through his riveting national speaking, this Ninja Pastor tells it like it is. This show is biblically and politically engaged in the battle to save our country with a pedal to the metal with this Sunday's edition of Sundays with Dr. Sean. Buckle up. Here's your host, the author of the critically acclaimed book, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America, Reverend Dr. Sean, the Ninja Pastor, with today's message. Now see that, see that, now see that worked. That worked finally. How about that? Hey, welcome. I see some, we have some folks in the chat. You are welcome to join the chat. I now know how it works, so welcome. We have a kind of a special episode for you today, uh, February 15th. Happy belated Valentine's Day all over the world. For those of you who celebrate Valentine's Day, it's a fun holiday. I think, do people still give chocolate for that? I know they give, oh wait, no, 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 they give those berries dipped in chocolate. That sounds pretty good to me. Berries dipped in chocolate. It's good stuff. Really, really good stuff. Anyway, but anyway, happy happy Valentine's Day to you. Uh, day after Valentine's Day. <laughs> it's like uh, with with the babies. You ever see the, when do, when do babies stop being, you know, uh, well, how old's your baby? Oh, it's three months. Oh, she's, she's seven months. Oh, she's. 13 months. 
she's 355 months. She's, you know, she's graduating tomorrow from college. She's 355 months. I don't know. I don't know how that works. But anyway, but happy day after Valentine's Day. Special, kind of a special uh, message for you today. We're, we're, we're all kind of locked down here. And single digit temperatures and very dangerous high winds. Uh, I understand in the northeast here we've got winds as high as 60 miles per hour. By the way, if any of you uh, could, if you're listening, and you could uh, text me, chat me, whatever you call it, uh, send me a message, let me know how my sound is because I don't know. Um, I would sure appreciate that. But, uh, yeah, so we're locked down. No no incredible meal. You know, it's uh, we usually have a great meal from 5 to 5.30, and, and except for today, of course. And uh, I think it was a good decision. to. We're not being wusses, meeting remotely through this dangerous weather. I think, uh, you know, we meet up in uh, near Hocas in Delaware, some great friend's house. And, you know, the door opens, the door closes, door opens, door closes, door opens, door closes. You know, it's tough to keep your house um Warm, but they heat with coal, a coal stove. I gotta love that. Gotta love that. Good stuff. Good stuff. So we're blazing a trail here, both of the old and new styles of study and worship of Adonai Elohim and His Son Yeshua Hamashiach. We are decidedly politically incorrect, and we are straight to the point. We cut it straight, as uh, as one of my great professors, uh, masters. Uh, in seminary, he uh, in divinity school, he he, uh, uh, Doctor Fraser, just cut it straight. He's all about cutting it straight. So I love that. Anyway, uh, we are decidedly and unmistakably pro pro Israel, and we make no apology for being pro Israel. And we are, of course, pro America. You might notice that to the extent possible, we do use the appropriate and accurate Hebrew words for... You know what I could have had today? If we'd have met today, I could have had homemade chicken soup. Did you know that? I'm sorry to interrupt myself, but chicken soup, homemade. It's like uh, Pennsylvania Dutch. We we have a uh, few people that come. I, I think that there has been... Uh, this is not a commercial for y'all coming and visiting with us live in Newark, Delaware. Uh, send uh, Send me a message to the show. Hey, you know what? While I'm thinking of it, while you're rooting around there on the website, make sure you click on follow on this show. That's the thing that makes the difference is click on follow, and that'll be great. And also, I'll tell you at the end uh, here where to go on Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff. But, uh, but, but we have such great meals. I'm not kidding you. It's, it's just the food is so good. And it started as just a light snack, but then one person brought a really, really, really good thing. And uh, I had a great meal today. I had turkey and I had uh, mashed taters and gravy. Uh, what else did I have? I had, uh, oh, yeah, I had rolls. Get in trouble for eating flour products, but, yeah. But it was good. It was so good. So from 5 to 5.30, we get together, we have a nice meal. We fellowship together in our kehala, our kehala. And uh, it's just a gathering together of normal people, just regular old folks. But you you probably have noticed that we do, uh, to the extent possible, we do use the appropriate and accurate Hebrew words for the characters and places in Scripture. Remember, these these are predominantly Hebrew people teaching us through their shared struggles and experiences. The Hebrew people are the origin of our faith, folks. So don't ever uh, 
don't ever, I don't know, don't ever shortchange yourself. When you look at your origin, don't ever look past the Jews, because the Jews are the or. Listen, they're not grafted into us. We're grafted into them. You get that? They're not grafted. Hey, welcome all y'all. I see y'all are logging into the chat. That's awesome. See, normally I don't have a chance to even look at this. We'll get calls and stuff on Sundays. I don't even know how to take them on Sundays because I, I move around. So I have to keep moving or I'll lock in place. But uh, we're in the little studio now, so it's a big difference. So I can actually see all this stuff. That's pretty cool. Not to interrupt myself, but to interrupt myself. Yeshua is the Hebrew name for the Lord. It means Yahweh. The Lord is salvation. And see, the, the English spelling of Yeshua is Joshua. However, when translated from Hebrew into the Greek language, the name Yeshua becomes Iesus. Now remember, that's, that's from Hebrew to Greek. We're going from Hebrew to Greek here. Iesus. Iesus. The English spelling for Iesus, you'll not be surprised, or maybe you will be surprised, is Jesus. Of course, that's that's what we uh that's what that's what we call the Son of God, the Son of Man. You know, we call him Jesus. And and most of you and I I me too. Hey, me too, man. You know, I uh, I grew up saying Jesus, and I'm not going to throw rocks at you for saying Jesus or, or any of the other words. I mean, there's sometimes where I'll use them interchangeably, but uh, I just try. I mean, it, it, his name is not Jesus. I mean, if we're playing the game of telephone spanning over 2,000 years, I guess you could say his name would end up being Jesus. But I just figure I cut out the middleman in thousands of years, and I just call him by his original name, his actual name, which is Yeshua. So a lot of names for God. I do several sermons and uh, really cool messages on that. Take a drink of water. Yummy. You just can't beat a good swig of water. That's how we say it down Sussex County, Delaware. Water. That's what we call it. Anyway, hey, while you have a chance, just, just click the follow and the subscribe here on the Blog Talk Radio backslash the Ninja Pastor. And by the way, speaking of The Ninja Pastor, if you use Twitter and Facebook, just follow us at The Ninja Pastor on Twitter. It's just at, the little at symbol, The Ninja Pastor. And then on Facebook, uh, thank you to Sean, for Sean, S-E-A-N, for doing that all up there. It does an awesome job. Facebook.com, God and Country. No, no, no. It's Facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio. It's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, oh, there's a big development this week. Well, not that big, but our our website is not uh if Kim is listening down in North Carolina, she is they're just going to close on their house and uh so they're really really busy so she hasn't had a chance. She's she's my web lady. And so uh Truevine Web Creations and and but I she hasn't had a chance. We're going to do a whole up update and upgrade and all of that. So it'll be pretty cool. It'll be really really cool actually. So uh, I have some big news here, uh, theninjapastor.com, www.theninjapastor.com. That's where you can that's where you can go, theninjapastor.com. It'll actually take you right to the drshawngreener.com website, but 
like I say, in, in just several weeks, we're going to start really, really working this thing over, and we'll have some cool stuff that you can do there. Hey, Delaware, Maryland, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, you say you want to help save the republic? Is that what you say? Is that what I hear? I hear it all the time. I'm I'm not making stuff up. I, I hear it all the time. I get it in my little text message machine right here in my hot little hands. And you say you want to make a difference. You say you want to do you you want to do something that makes a difference. You you don't just want to talk. You don't just want to make Facebook posts and Twitter, you know, do cool Twitter things. You want to make a difference. Well, if you're in the Delaware, Maryland, Pennsylvania, New Jersey area, I'll be honest with you, really, Washington D.C. and uh and surround and, and the surrounding area, you have a great opportunity uh this coming weekend. This coming weekend, I'm telling you right now, you, you've really got, uh, well, not weekends, even before that, you've got a great opportunity here. Uh, keeping the republic, our founders clearly detailed that we, the people, would keep our republic if we participated in our governance. Self-governance requires education, participation, sacrifice, and determination, and the belief that you can make a difference. Are you willing are you a lot of smack talking going on but when it comes down to it see the center for self-governance they offer mentoring support if uh, if you find your program requirements to be a challenge to qualifying you for the next training level what am i talking about next training level i am talking about one of the coolest opportunities you'll ever have and that is uh you you have, and I think these are probably out of order or something. I I don't know. I won't call out the numbers, but you have three classes on three different days all day: foundations in self governance, uh, macro understanding of governance, communications in self governance. Now you might hear that and you might say, eh, "That sounds really boring." I I'm so bored already. I'm a, I'm half asleep over here. No, it's not boring. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. And it's exciting. It's really cool stuff. This level one course introduces the concept of self-governance and a civic authority. It is designed to bring the student to a common understanding of their role in leveraging self-governance and exercising civic authority. You say you want to do something, here's how you do it. I just translated that for them. I won't charge them for that. I'll even let them use it. This course is foundational and lays the groundwork necessary to successfully implement lessons learned in future classes. See, that's that's. Uh, I, th- I think these are out of order. So then, then level two course introduces relationship building, communication process, and strategic self governance messaging. It is designed to teach the student how to practically express self governance to legislators, citizens, media, and opponents of self governance. This course frames the experience needed to acquire and apply the student's basis within societal authority. Now, you said that you wanted to make a difference. Did I or did I not hear that correctly? Ding, 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 ding. I did hear that correctly. I win the prize. The prize will be a future swig of delicious water. Then the next course introduces federal, state, county, and city levels of government. It is designed to broaden the student's understanding of the interrelationship between governmental or government jurisdictions, partisan politics, and the self-governing. This course encapsulates the student's basis of authority from which they will operate the mechanism of self-governance. 
you need to understand this. Now, first of all, let me give this to you. Uh, ready? I'm going to give this to you. The website is centerforselfgovernance.com. It's on our uh, it's on our uh, Facebook page too. Facebook dot com backslash God and Country Radio. You go there, all the information will be there too. So don't worry if you're driving. Lord forbid, don't write anything down when you're driving. Uh, you could uh, also email really super nice lady M Perkins M as in Mary, but that's not her name. Perkins at tncsg.org. You could go there. Uh, webinar requests. There's all kinds of stuff. Training request. Listen, you can bring this to your town, but this is here, and we want to fill this place up. It's going to be at Bible Fellowship Church. Bible Fellowship Church, and all that information is right there on the website or on the Facebook, and uh, or if you go to centerforselfgovernance.com, it'll be right there in their calendar. Bible Fellowship Church in Newark, Delaware. This is right here, folks. There's no excuse to not come. I mean, it, it is it, truly a great opportunity. If you say, if you say that you really, 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 you really want to know, hey, my good buddy in Wayne, Pennsylvania, one of my best friends ever in my life, just logged in. Good good to have you, brother. Love that dude, man. He got me through some of the hardest times of my life. And I I tell you what, couldn't meet a couldn't meet a better guy and have a better friend, that's for sure. So here's the thing, folks. You know, I and I and I don't want to beat on you too hard because, you know, I hear a lot of talk about people tell me about, well, you know, it's just so hard getting out, you know, I can't get out. It's so you know, and listen, we got bad weather. You know, it's the northeast. What do you want? But I think, you know, by the 19th, it'll be clearing out a little bit. Maybe we'll have a little bit. Who knows? But it's nice and warm in Bible Fellowship Church in Newark. It's just uh, there's a Royal Farms on the corner of 72 and I think Old Baltimore Pike. And there's a huge church right there. That's not this church. It's the next church. And, it's it, you know, you just go down there and it's right there. It's real easy. If you Google or, or Bing or Bling or whatever, Bible Fellowship Church, Newark, Delaware, it'll pop right up. It's awesome. Very nice people, and it's wonderful that they're hosting this. And these are great. Listen, you're not going to sit there and be bored. First of all, you think I'm going and be bored? There's nobody on this planet that that has an easier time getting up from a waste of time meeting or a boring meeting and leaving. And I think it's fifty dollars. I think this this course. I don't think you have to go to all three of them. You you know you can mix and match, but it's good to go to the first one on the 19th. I think that's really critical. Like I say, all the information is right there. I don't have uh, Facebook up, so I don't know. I don't, I, you know, I don't know how it's appearing on there, but I know Sean's put it on there. So um, you can do it because you're the best. Anyway, so I want you to do that. I, I really want you to, if you can at all. I want you to do this because listen, when you talk about engaging, how to practically express self-governance to legislators, do you think they know self-governance? How many know that, what is her name, Sheila Jackson Lee, has has a degree from Yale? Yeah, a degree from Yale. And you have to explain the Constitution to her. To citizens, your friends, you say, I'm so frustrated, I can't make people understand what's going on with this country. Fellow Christians, 
fellow messianics. Can't I, 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 I talk to them blue in the face. I don't understand. They just won't listen. This teaches you how to engage them so that they will listen and how not to waste your time. How about media? You know, you go getting involved in some of this stuff, and one of these days a microphone is going to get shoved in your face. What are you going to do? Do you know what to do? Listen, all these courses are awesome, but they're going to teach you how to take this republic back, and that's what I want you to do. That's what we must do. We have no, we have no choice to either take it back or lose it forever. It's up to you. No pressure. Hey, uh, I did a lot of babbling, so uh, how is the resurrection the key to the reign of Christ? Okay, so in 1 Corinthians, I think it's 15 or 14. So my brothers eagerly seek to prophesy and do not forbid speaking in tongues, but let all things be done in a proper and orderly way. Now, brothers, I must remind you of the good news which I proclaim to you and which you received and on which you have taken your stand and by which you are being saved. My brother Wes in the back of the room, over to the left, I'm sure you would be, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, amen, amen, shalom. You are being saved, provided you keep holding fast to the message I proclaim to you. And there's a lot in that one statement from Shaul or Paul, the Apostle Paul, you are being saved. Now, how are you being saved? By the good news, which he proclaimed to these folks in this church. He's talking to the Corinthian church. And which you received. See, you said you understood. You said you, I get it. And on which you've taken your stand, you see, they stood up and they said, hey, you know what? We're going to stand for something. I don't think the Corinthians had a southern accent. I'm just saying. But it could be. You've taken your stand, and by which you are being saved, provided you're – this is key now, folks. You, you can't miss this. Provided. There's, provided means you've got to keep doing this. You've got to do this. You have to achieve this. After provided, whatever that is, got to do that, or you're not being saved. Being saved. Provided you keep holding fast to the message I proclaimed to you. For if you don't, your trust will have been in vain. For among the first things I passed on to you was what I also received, namely this. The Messiah died for our sins in accordance to what the Tanakh says. And he was buried, or buried, depending on where you're from. And he was raised on the third day in accordance with what the Tanakh says. And he was seen by Kepha, which is Peter. Now he said Kepha because they knew Peter. These people knew Peter. Who he's talking to, they knew Peter. Then by the twelve, meaning apostles, and afterwards he was seen by more 
than 500 brothers at one time, the majority of whom are still alive, though some have died. Now, part of what he's saying here, and don't get this twisted, part of what he's saying here is, look, you know, I'm going to tell you some stuff. This is stuff you should already know. Hold on, taking a drink. Ah, so good. You know you can never you never get enough good water. I always feel like I gotta say that after I take a drink of really good water. Anyway, well you know, with your heaters on, everybody's got these heaters cranking, you know. Everybody's got these heaters cranked up and, and uh it'll dry you out, so you gotta keep drinking, 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 drinking. It's good for you. Hey, by the way, let me just say this. We're gonna have um this has nothing to do with this passage. But I, I figured maybe I'll just tell you. Uh, we're going to have some really cool shows coming up. Uh, Joe, you guys remember Joe Wurzelbacher? Now, you need to understand that Joe Joe the plumber is a real guy. His name is Joe Wurzelbacher. He's actually a really good guy. Uh, met him with my, my buddy, uh, Jerry. Jerry and I uh, have this thing. We go every year uh, to the outdoor show. And, man, is it ever fun. Uh, up in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and Joe was there, and uh, we chatted a little bit, kind of hit it off, and so Joe's agreed to be on the show. His story is amazing. There's so much more to it than you can even imagine. And then we're going to have this really cool thing, because most of the people, I have a, a gun actually strapped on my side right now. The folks that come to the uh, the Kehala, they most <laughs> listen. That's gonna be one of the safest places on earth. If folks ever uh, ISIS ever tries to come in there, they're gonna have some trouble because they're gonna they're gonna not gonna be anybody getting on their knees knees in there. Uh, we're serious business and, and and we believe in safety and security, comfort and skill at arms. So there's some well trained folks in that room, uh, and I being one of them. And I have to tell you, uh, I'm. I'm absolutely ecstatic, ecstatic to say that Joe, uh, Joe, Joe will be on. But then the second call defense uh, met that guy. His name is Sean Maloney. He's a lawyer specializing in if you're ever in a, uh, a, a gun situation, anything involving your gun. Now we have a caller. I have somebody list. I think that's uh, Florida. 407, that's the uh, Orlando area. So if you could shoot me a quick uh, chat message, that would be awesome to let me know what you want to chat about. Um, that would be awesome. So anyhow, coming up on the show, uh, on the Monday show, uh, second call defense, and, and he's going to blow your mind with some stories. Jerry and I stood there, and uh, of course, I know most of these stories because I I've, I've know people that have lived through this, And but he's going to tell you some 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 truth uh about the Trayvon Martin shooting uh, about other shootings really you know nationally known shootings and then some things you've never really heard of but things that have happened to people listen we believe in in good quality people uh we believe in you going through the training and 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 exercising your second amendment rights and obtaining comfort and skill at arms, and we believe in that, but we also believe in you being protected because you know what, liberal, the liberal judges and the liberal lawyers and the liberal media, uh, society in general has no understanding. So, you, uh, you know, be listening for that. We're going to have a great show tomorrow. I'm really excited about it. I'm not going to tell you it's going to be a surprise. Anyway, 
so seeing afterwards, he was seen by more. Okay, so he was seen by Kepha, or Peter, who you know. Then by the Twelve, which many of you, you know. And then afterward, he was seen by more than 500 brothers at one time, some of which you know. But if you don't believe me, the majority of whom are still alive, though some have died. I mean, come on. Later he was seen by Yaakov. Then by all the emissaries. Jacob. Then by all the emissaries. Last of all, he was seen... And remember, uh, Jacob didn't believe that he was the Messiah until the resurrection. Well, till really till the execution. And things started to fall into place, started to make sense after the utter chaos and confusion, but definitely by, definitely by the resurrection. Then by all the emissaries... And the last of all, he was seen by me. What? Even though I was born at the wrong time. What does this mean, I was born at the wrong time? What does that mean? Born at the wrong time. It means that Yeshua came, ministered, and was gone. Before he came to be, uh, Shaul became... Really, uh, one of the greatest uh, followers of the way, followers of Christ of all time. But last of all, he was seen by me. Now, wait a second. I'm confused here. Maybe you are too. He said he was seen by me. Well, he had come and gone already. You remember that road? You remember you remember the scales on his eyes? Yeah, he, he saw he saw Yeshua. For I am the least of all emissaries, unfit to be called an emissary or an apostle, because I persecuted the messianic community of God. What? Messianic community of God? Not the first Baptist church, not the first Presbyterian, the third Lutheran? Lutherans have different kind of names though. I don't I don't know their name. Or Sister Mary of Great Agony Catholic Church or whatever the names are, whatever that church is. Or Pentecostal Church on the corner, Holiness, Foursquare, Grace, Sovereign Grace. What about it? Man. Because I persecuted the Messianic community of God. But by God's grace, I am what I am. And his grace toward me was not in vain. On the contrary, I've worked harder than all of them, although it was not I, but the grace of God within me. Now, some people have said, he's kind of braggy. He's a little bit braggy. Well, see, in the previous, he says, for I am the least of all the emissaries, unfit to be called an emissary, because I persecuted the Messianic community of God. Did he ever? But then the very next, he says, I have worked harder than all of them, although it was not I, but the grace of God. With me. Anyhow, whether I or they, this is what we proclaim, and this is what you believed. Now here it's interesting to me that he says to this Corinthian church, this is what you believed. 
Sounds like past tense to me. They're wavering from their foundation. And he's bringing them back. But this this whole, I have worked harder than all of them, although it was not I, but the grace of God within me. He's acknowledging where his strength has come from. Some people say, you know, I don't know. I just isn't, I mean, I have worked harder than all of them. I mean, that's kind of braggy. You know what we do in this world? We nerf the world. N-E-R-F, nerf. You remember nerf footballs? You know, the, the, the football you could throw and you wouldn't get hurt. It was soft. And then you had nerf baseballs and nerf softballs. You had nerf arrows and you had all this nerf stuff. Well, that's what we're doing to the world through political correctness and, and gentle talk and all this stuff and anti-bullying and all this. We're nerfing the world. You want to stop bullying? Teach your kid how to fight. You say, man, Dr. Sean, Ninja Pastor, that's crazy. You know what? Folks won't pick on you when they know they're going to get their rear end kicked. Oh, you're supposed to turn the other cheek. <laughs> you know, y'all are y'all that say that, you are twisting scripture. Some of the greatest Christians of all time, some of the greatest Messianics and some of the greatest Jews of all time have also been some of the greatest warriors of all time. You talk about American sniper, Chris Kyle. He was a believer. And he's in his reward. He's received his reward. He's with Yeshua right now. So don't don't try that. We can't nerf the world, folks. There's an angry place. You think ISIS is going to turn away from you because you talk nice to them? You know this aid worker that was just killed in a in an airstrike. She was taken hostage, and I'm not remembering her name off the top of my head. But God bless her. But she was a hard core leftist liberal pro Palestine, pro Muslim. She didn't think anything was going to happen to her. The Berg guy from Westchester, he didn't think anything was going to happen to him. And guess what? He got his head cut off. They don't care. Listen, Shaul, or Paul, called it how it was. I have worked harder than all of them. Then he makes it clear. Look, this, this, my strength, my, my energy, my power, it comes from the grace of God with me. And then he says, anyhow, literally, anyhow, whether I or they, this is what we proclaim, and this is what you believed. Believed. Let me tell you, folks. you got to understand something very, very important here. We all, we all, Waver. We all waver. We all waver. And all of us struggle at different times. And we say, you know, times are tough. Times are tough. Welcome to our folks from California. Glad to have you. Glad to have you. I should probably take this call. Hang on one second. Hello, welcome to the show. Hello. You've been holding so long, you probably fell asleep. 
Sorry about that. I'll have to put you back on hold. Oh, well. Sorry about that. Probably just finally holding all that time, you know, probably went to the bathroom. Isn't that a bummer? I was on, um, I was I was uh, a caller to the Rush Limbaugh show one time, and I was on hold. I was driving. I was on hold for an hour and, I think, 40 minutes. And I had to go to the restroom so bad. You just have no idea. This has nothing to do with the passage, by the way. You had no idea. I mean, it was so bad. <laughs> and I'm telling you, finally, the producer pops on and says, you're going to be on with Rush in 30 seconds. I was like, oh, man. But I made it. I did all right. I made it. So it was worth it. Listen, we can't nerf the world. People think that, uh, and a lot of liberals and a lot of people in the Western Evangelical Church think that, <laughs> you know, we're supposed to be so pansy-like and so namby-pamby and weak. And you got it all wrong. You got it all wrong. But but Shaul brings them back. Paul brings them back. Anyway, whether I, anyhow, whether I or they, this is what we proclaim, and this is what you believe. But if it has been proclaimed that the Messiah has been raised from the dead, how is it that some of you are saying there's no such thing as a resurrection of the dead? What? Yeah. Yeah, this is what happened. This is this is what was going on. This is, you know, I, I say this. I say this very frequently. No matter where I where I speak or preach, all over the country, I say this. Listen, don't get it twisted, folks. We we talk about the Western Evangelical Church as though we have we're just horrible, and the the uh, the first century church. Oh man, that's you know that's where it was at man. They really knew how to do it, man. I had a good friend of mine that used to always say that. And I used to say to myself, are you kidding me? <laughs> well, you need to do some more reading. They were jacked up. Prostitutes up in the church talking about the resurrection didn't really happen. And all kinds of other stuff. Folks were coming in drunk. Waiting for waiting for the uh, the uh, the Lord's Supper. And get drunker. A lot of folks, a lot of folks in the church, they hate to hear that. They don't want to. They don't want to think that you can get drunk off the, off the juice. You know the the uh, the communion, communion grape juice. You know now that way. Why didn't you actually wine? It was no. It wasn't wine. It was it was it was. Uh, well, it was fermented only because you know they didn't have refrigeration back then, but uh, or ice or anything. But they but but no, it wasn't wine. No, no, he didn't want us to drink. And you need to go download my sermon. On the wedding feast of Cana, Jesus' uh, first public miracle. I'll blow that whole it wasn't alcohol out of the water, but <laughs> you know, folks, folks were coming and getting drunk off the communion wine and eating up all the communion food. They they were jacked up, folks. They were jacked up. So take it a little bit easier on yourself. Stop making them out to be perfect because this was crazy business. There's a bunch of crazy business going on there. The folks were um, – thank you, Jerry, by the way. I just posted the uh, picture of myself and um, myself and 
uh, Joe Wurzelbacher or Joe the Plumber. I like to call him by his name, though. But I'll, I'll tell you the truth because he's a real guy and he's a good guy. He's a really good guy, and he has a name. Uh, so that's posted on on my Facebook, and I'll put it on the uh, other thing, and it'll be on the show. Also, Don, thank you very much. I just got a reminder from one of our faithful attenders that I'm reading from the complete Jewish Bible. Okay, so if that don't let that freak you out. Uh, I'll use. I have a collection of Bibles. I love Bibles. If you ever find a super unique Bible, let me know. Uh, well, you might want to keep that quiet because I get in trouble for buying more books. Uh, but uh, I just love them. I think it's a fascinating thing to collect, and I, I love the Scripture and the Word. But um, I'll, I'll use, typically, you'll see me rotate between the English Standard Version, uh, the New American Standard, and the Complete Jewish Bible. And there'll be some others, uh, but but the fact is, is we are, um, we pretty much use the Complete Jewish Bible uh, by the way, if uh, the Hill Groups make a great point, uh, Philly, my brother in Philly and his family, great family, great patriots. So about people that are doing something. Uh, we're trying to raise sheep dogs, not lambs. And uh, I'm a sheep dog. I mean, nobody wants to know how the sheep dog does what the sheep dog does to keep the sheep safe. But the fact is, is that's what it's all about. And thank you for your comment on uh, teaching our kids how to fight rather than. Wear a pink T-shirt, an anti-bullying pink T-shirt. Folks, that doesn't work. doesn't work. Let me tell you something, too. Teach your kids. If you see a kid getting bullied, you see a kid getting picked on and bullied, you teach your kids to step up. And you know what? This, these schools, uh, they'll suspend your kid. They'll do it. But you go in and you stand up for your kids. And, 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 and listen, if you're not going in by yourself, if there's 70 parents gathered together, of like-minded patriot children who are not raising sheep but sheepdogs, if they go into the meeting or the, the superintendent or whoever has made the decision to suspend your child for supporting a person, standing up for a person, let me tell you, what. while we have to, it's a zero-tolerance policy. It's zero tolerance. Really? Really? Because, you know, I know another zero-tolerance tolerance group. You know what they're called? They're called Islam. Zero tolerance. That's what they're all about. Zero tolerance. Listen, they'll stop suspending the good kids when the good kids' parents and the good p- kids' parents' friends, 50, 60, 70 people, start showing up at the school saying, uh-uh, no, 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 that ain't the way it works here. you got to twist it up. This is how it works. We stick up for the littler people. We don't, we don't grab a, a, a T-shirt, a pink T-shirt, and point to it that says no bullying. Anyway. Back to the story here. But if it has been proclaimed that the Messiah... See, we have fun. We have fun. Y'all ought to come. Y'all ought to come. But the Hill Groups, I have a uh, gift for you guys. When you, when you, If you ever make it there, and I'd love to give you this gift. Uh, but it, if it has been proclaimed that the Messiah has been raised from the dead, how is it that some of you are saying there's no such thing as a resurrection of the dead? Now, some some folks that hear this We'll say, and I know I just read it before, but I, I, I want to read it again because some folks don't realize this is how jacked up they were. Why would there be a Christian church if it wasn't for the resurrection? You see, the Christian church didn't put away with Torah. They were still Torah, Torah observant, 
remember, he came, the, the Messiah, Hamashiach, came not to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. If there is no resurrection of the dead, then the Messiah has not been raised. And if the Messiah has not been raised, then what have we pro, what we have proclaimed is in vain. Also, your trust is in vain. Furthermore, we are shown up as false witnesses for God in having testified that God raised up the Messiah, whom he did not raise, if it is true, dead are not raised. For if the dead are not raised, then the Messiah has not been raised either. And if the Messiah has not been raised, your trust is useless, and you are still in your sins. Also, if this is the case, those who died in union with the Messiah are lost. If it is only for this life that we have put our hope in the Messiah, we are more pitiable than anyone. But the fact is, but the fact is that the Messiah has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have died. For since death came through a man, also the resurrection of the dead has come through a man, and his name is Yeshua. Praise his holy name. Amen. For just as in connection with Adam, we all die. The we all is not in there. I added in there, we all. For just as in connection with Adam, all die. So in connection with the Messiah, all will be made alive, but each in his own order. The Messiah is the firstfruits. Then those who belong to the Messiah at the time of his coming, then the culmination, when he hands over the kingdom to God the Father after having put an end to every rulership, Yes, to every authority and power, for he has to rule until he puts all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be done away with will be death, for he hath put everything under subjection under his feet. He put everything under subjection under his feet. Your hurt habit or hang up, your struggle, the thing that you're straining against, he put that under his feet, under subjection, under his feet. That fear that you have, that you're so afraid somebody will find out, he put everything in subjection under his feet. That sorrow, that guilt, that worry, that angst, that bad habit, he put everything in subjection under his feet. But when it says that everything, everything has been subjected, obviously the word does not include God, who is himself the one subjecting everything to the Messiah. Now, when everything has been subjected to the Son, then he will subject himself to God, who subjected everything to him, so that God may be everything in everyone. Word otherwise, what would the people accomplish who are immersed 
on behalf of the dead. If the dead are not actually raised, why are people immersed for them? For that matter, we ourselves, why do we keep facing danger hour by hour? Brothers, by the right to be proud, which the Messiah, Yeshua our Lord, gives me, I solemnly tell you that I die, every Joel goes on to say, in my fighting with wild beasts in Ephesus, was done merely on a human basis. What do I gain by it? If people are not raised... We might as well live by the saying, let's eat and drink, for tomorrow we die. Don't be fooled. Bad company ruins good character. Who knows Proverbs, folks? Shaul, let me tell you what, he was he was a Jew's Jew. He knew the scripture. Bad company ruins good character. How many of you have been told that by your parents? Listen here, bad company ruins good character. Watch who you run with. Come to your senses, live righteously, and stop sinning. There are some people who lack knowledge of God. I say this to your shame. In other words, some folks you haven't even told. Some of you don't know what God's about. You say, you love me, obey me. But someone will ask, in what manner are the dead raised? What sort of body do they have? Stupid! actually says that. Stupid. When you sow a seed, it doesn't come alive unless it dies, unless it first dies. Also, what you sow is not the body that will be, but a bare seed of, say, wheat or something else. But God gives it the body he intended for it, and to each kind of seed he gives its own body. Not all living matter is the same living matter. On the contrary. There's one kind for human beings, another kind of living matter for animals, another for birds, and another for fish. Further, there are heavenly bodies and earthly bodies. But the beauty of heavenly bodies is one thing, while the beauty of earthly bodies is something else. The sun has one kind of beauty. The moon another, the stars yet another. Indeed, each star has its own individual kind of beauty. Listen, this is, speaking of beauty, this is some beautiful writing. Is it not? This is, this, I mean, I mean, he's, look, you, the sun has one kind of beauty, the moon another, and the stars yet another. Indeed, each star has its own individual kind of beauty. So it is with the resurrection of the dead. When the body is sown, it decays. When it is raised, it cannot decay. When sown, it is without dignity. When raised, it will be beautiful. When sown, it is weak. When raised, it will be strong. You see, we're weak in our human body. We're weak in that, that place that we live inside our heads. When we live inside of our hurts, habits, and hang-ups, we are weak. But when we turn our eyes upon Jesus, Yeshua, the one upon whom torturous beating was laid. 
murdered in front of many, could not keep him in the grave. When sown, it is an ordinary human body. When raised, it will be a body controlled by the Spirit. If there is an ordinary human body, there is also a body controlled by the Spirit. In fact, the Tanakh says so. Adam, the first man, became a living human being. But the last Adam has become a life-giving spirit. Now that last Adam, that's Yeshua. It's a reference to Old Testament prophecy. Listen, I, I want to address something really fast, and we're running out of time, so I, I can't take too much time with this. But if you're struggling with stuff, and we all carry junk around, we all carry junk around. I see some bobbing heads. I can see it in my mind. I see some hands raised, folks saying, mm-hmm, yes, I do. I carry some junk around. Hurts, habits, and hang-ups, I do. Preach it. Well, I do too. I got junk too. We all do. We all do. Isn't it about time we stopped trying to look the part so hard, stopped trying to act like we got it all together, start being real with one another, stop, stop being hard on each other, somebody comes to the... The gathering, and they talk about, man, I'm struggling with this. We say, does anyone have a uh, something they want prayed for? Well, yes. Uh, um, you know, I'm I'm struggling with this addiction or that addiction, or or uh, you know, I got a lot of anger, and sometimes I get violent. I'm trying to beat it. I'm trying to I'm trying to I'm trying to find a different way to live my life. Somebody comes in and says, I haven't had a job in three years. I'm trying. I'm trying so hard, but I'm struggling. Somebody comes in and says, look, I'm sick. I I got cancer. I got multiple myeloma. I'm struggling. But I believe the Lord has me in his hand. Well, you know what we need to do? We need to put away everything else, and we need to gather around these people and say, let's pray together, because you know what? We all got junk, too. We all got junk, too, but we act like we don't. So it's easy to say, listen, when your body's controlled by the human body, it's 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 dead. It's, it's dead to sin. There's sin involved. But when you turn your life over to Yeshua, oh, you're turned over by the Spirit, and it's, it's easy. It's not easy. It's not saying it's easy. Paul himself said it's not easy. Shaul himself said it's not easy. Note, however, that the body from the Spirit did not come first, but the ordinary human one. The one from the Spirit comes afterwards. The first man is from the earth made of dust. The second man is from heaven. People born of dust are like are like the man of dust, and people born of heaven are like the man from heaven. And just as we have borne the image of man, or image of the man of dust, so also we will bear the image of the man from heaven. Let me say this, brothers, flesh and blood cannot share in the kingdom of God, nor can something that decays share in what does not decay. Look, I will tell you a secret. Not all of us will die, but we will be changed. It will take but a moment, the blink of an eye at the final shofar. For the shofar will sound and the dead will be raised to live forever. And we too will be changed. For this material, which can decay, must be clothed 
with imperishability, this which is mortal must be clothed with immortality. When what decays put on imperishability and what is mortal puts on immortality, then this passage in the Tanakh will be fulfilled. Folks, notice here, I said at the opening, Shaul did not say the passage in the Tanakh will be abolished, put away, given up on, quit. No, he said quite on purpose, fulfilled. Death is swallowed up in victory. Death, where is your victory? Death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin. And sin draws its power from the Torah. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord, Yeshua the... Oh, praise God. Man, somebody like me doesn't have any kind of hope outside of this passage, outside of what he's saying here. I don't have hope. Folks, I'm no better than you. This is me, the ninja pastor, Dr. Sean. I'm telling you, I'm no better than any of you. And I'm, I'm right along with you. Shared struggle, telling you. Mm, sometimes it gets hard to do the right thing. So, my dear brothers, stand firm and immovable, always doing the Lord's work as vigorously as you can, knowing that united with the Lord, your efforts are not in vain. I'm here to tell you, folks, we are in this together. Why do we insist on fighting one another within the walls of the Kehillah, within the walls of temple, within the walls of synagogue, within the walls of our churches? Why do we do it? Because we all got hurts, habits, and hang-ups. We're all trying to cover it up one way or the other. And it's sad. It doesn't have to be that way. The Kehalah can be different. The Kehalah can be powerful. Join with me. Join us next time for Sundays with Dr. Sean. And please follow this show and the Collision of Faith and Politics radio show during the week at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the ninja pastor and follow dr sean on twitter at the ninja pastor and on facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash god in country radio and check out all the free messages archive shows and buy dr sean's critically acclaimed book excellence killed the church how mediocrity is destroying america at www drshawngreener.com Join us during the week. And in the meantime, Dr. Sean will be fighting for you and for this great country. Thank you for joining us in this fight.